gotta have gut hope. It's gotta get better. It's gonna get better. You've got this. This is the Gut Hope Podcast. Gotta have gut hope. Gut hope. Hope. Inspiration. And healing. It can happen. Hello and welcome back to the Gut Hope Podcast. I'm Steve Collings. I'm joined again by my friend Ryan Wilkie. He's agreed to come back graciously and finish his story, or at least share the next segment of it with us. Uh, If you listened to the last podcast, Ryan was talking about uh, being diagnosed with Crohn's at age 11. He pretty much battled it for 20 years on his own and was getting to a point where he had thought he had found a solution with snow, uh, doing some supplements and thought that might be the right direction to go. And the root problem was a blockage in the lower intestine and no amount of supplements is going to fix that. And so that's when we left Ryan in our last mm-hmm. podcast. And now I welcome him back. Hello. To, and so continuing the story, <laughs> part, yeah. part two. Part two. And hopefully it'll be only two parts. So, we'll, I mean, th- this this is a lot to talk about. And yeah. as uh, as I was, was thinking that uh going to try and give a, a Reader's Digest version of, of these last 10 years. And then there might be future podcasts where we might uh, go in depth to uh, different si- like medical situations, um, uh, supplement situations. So, you know, people can reference if, if they need to uh, what we do. But um, you really yes, do and, and have a, a large depth of experience with many different supplements and have talked with many different people about what they've gone through. So a, a bit, but disclaimer, yeah. like I said, I am not a medical or holistic professional. I just base this, uh, base this off my own experience. Right. Please go to the source, um, go to the uh, GICure.com, which is uh, the page to, to get the information and, uh, and, and, and also your doctor. Cause we're, we're going to talk both, both a uh, holistic side and medical side. Uh, in this and I want to make a correction from from the last podcast too I think um, the the mission trip I mentioned I think I said uh, the year 2000 it was 2001 it was it was the summer of 2001 it was a few months before uh, 9-11 and that affecting uh, uh, the United States and, and the world but it was a, it was it was in July a few months before that year 2001 when uh, when that type of uh, uh, motivation and that and that mission trip uh, changed everything. So wanted to make that correction before getting started. All right, great. So and so tell us about so, what you're doing now. You're you're last we left you. Your wife had said, Ryan, you need to get into that hospital. <laughs> right, and <laughs> I I want to point out to um, uh, what a hero my wife is. Uh, she had to go through 
uh, and still goes through so many trials uh, with me. I mean, these type of things, and I've seen it with with other couples when someone has Crohn's or colitis, and it affects them to the point to where they're they're literally dying. It it can rip apart a, a marriage and. There was times uh, in those in those months leading up to this uh, to this to this point to where uh, she was at the doorstep, you know, wanting to leave, and I wouldn't have blamed her. Honestly, I would not have blamed her. I, I had already told her, you know, this this is what we're getting into, and it it was very hard for uh, to understand and n- knowing that I needed help, and I just was refusing. Uh, the medical because I hadn't needed it for like a dozen or so years and and wasn't going to need it now that you know supplements were uh, going to be the way to go but again uh, disclaimer we didn't we didn't know everything that was going on internally so uh, the final days um, before actually getting medical help my weight got down to like uh, nine below 95 pounds uh, wow. I was a regular like 115 120 everything below my torso was like swelling up from from water um i I think there's a name for it but i I forget it at the moment um and i was basically bedridden uh, the whole time just um, moving up use the bathroom that that happens for people that that are dying you know that 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 are literally on their deathbeds and so my wife was watching this and she she could tell what was going on and the more she tried to control it the more uh stubborn i i was getting and and she she thought to herself he's gonna die and i'm gonna um she had already experienced loss of family um in the past and and she's like i'm gonna lose someone else but it took her um, letting go of the situation and just saying god He's in your hands. And the funny thing is about, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, honey, if you're listening to this, um, <laughs> but I think it was just a few hours after she prayed that and let go is when I said, Priscilla, call, call an ambulance. <laughs> and for me, it was, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a pride issue. Um, it was also something admitting that I had failed and all those barriers that I had built up um, trying to to fix this had to come down I I had to be humbled and to do something that I honestly didn't want to do because I I knew what the medical uh, side entailed but the great thing when it also working with Dr. Snow which this, I mean, it doesn't, uh, and this doesn't apply to many people anymore because uh, Dr. Snow has recently retired. So now it's just his system, his protocol online, and you can't really have one-on-one communication anymore, which, I mean, honestly, the guy needs, needs to retire. Um, we, we wished him all well. And one of the things I said uh, on on the forum was that, you know, it's time for us to take up this mantle and so I think uh, the forum and probably other venues that could be created like that will really be that that support and help that that he used to give but one of the things that Dr. Snow 
would tell me was the fact that he, he never, I mean, publicly he would write things, uh, you know, against the medical side, but he never had a problem with you using the medical. You just, you always just to keep it in mind is like being a double-edged sword. It, it can help short term, but, you know, just be careful uh, for, for the long term. Right. So, I, I remember that, too. And it actually impressed mm -hmm. me because he wasn't just saying, hey, just to, that's crazy. Don't do that. Right. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Use prednisone because that's just going to help us. That's going right, to help right. you get that under control while we heal. And I just I found it refreshing. Like, OK, <laughs> you know, you can see both sides of this. And knowing that the goal was you don't ever want to be on prednisone again. And uh, the hope that he would express that way and just say, we're going to do it, you know, one more taper, but then don't worry about it after that. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. okay. So, yeah, I, I, he always spoke to us that way, too. And I know he's, he's said it in his other videos and stuff that I've seen. So He, he always had a positive um, attitude, um, sometimes direct, because um, he, he could be direct, but... Um, always always encouraging that you know the next bend around the corner was was going to be the one that mm -hmm. showed that you know healing was taking place now um, to make a very long story short like I said this is stuff I can dive into and, and get in depth in future podcasts went to the hospital and discovered that yeah you you have a blockage in there that's that's why you're feeling a lot of pain and and one thing I would describe too, um, the level of this pain, it's like moving all the waste um, through your intestines um, in some areas where as the circumference was uh, as small as like the head of a pin, head of, uh, head of a needle. And my intestines would make the loudest sounds of, of just trying to push things through. And it's one of the things that scared my wife is listening to these things. And my uh my abdomen would expand and contract and even though i you know i was watching it just like okay you know whatever um it that's one thing that really scared my wife was seeing those things because it never happened but that's an easy way for your intestines to tear and, and perforate and and you could be um gone within yeah. a short amount of time if, if you don't do something about that. So that was always a huge risk. I know of people within different uh, Crohn's forums that they would call an ambulance and before the ambulance showed up, uh, you know, that person would pass. You know, that there, um, there was no help. So um, that for quickly. me, the, the, the fact that I'm still alive uh, today, um, it's... It's, it's a very humbling thing to, to realize and understand that. Uh, and sometimes I ask, why me and, and why not these people? And the best thing that I can come up with in my own mind is that, look, um, I can't answer for those people who are gone, but I can live for them uh, through whatever purpose that um, I need to live in, in my life and do it with the best of my ability. So, and, and it, the, the pain was just, was just awful. Just, you, you couldn't, you couldn't move. You, you were, you were just transfixed uh, 
And Ryan, that. did they know what the yeah. problem was when you went in there? I mean, the hospital. Did, yeah, did they need to do a colonoscopy and everything, or is it like so? A colonoscopy obvious? was done. What was done eventually, but it was first a CAT scan. So what they discovered was, like I said, this um, just massive scar tissue buildup in my large intestine, and then uh-huh. a lot of a lot of scar tissue damage in my small intestine, recorded oh, right wow. there um, in, in the CAT scan. Wow. And so the first thing they did was give me um, drugs, you know, um, some, some painkillers and, and morphine. I mean, I, and I don't want to encourage the taking of it because I can understand, I, I understand totally how easy it is for people to be addicted with these opioids because it makes you feel very, the pain just goes away just like that. And it, it can be very addicting. But the only time I, I, discipline myself the only time i'm taking these things was when i went to the emergency room and of course you know after after the surgeries i've had you know that that seriousness aside my gosh that stuff is good (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it is good stuff but they did some things to help uh, clear uh, the um, and, and help help expand the intestines and ng tube which is one of the most horrible procedures that they've ever vented in the medical industry um, but it's effective it just takes a long amount of time they they insert a tube basically up your nose put it down in your esophagus through, through your esophagus that down into your intestine to collapse it to try and make everything function again along with uh uh, IV steroids to help rid the pain and so that's basically what they did within that that first hospital stay in 2012 and um, like I said not getting into too much detail with that but it took I was there for about a week and then came home and it took months for me to uh, recover physically I couldn't walk up a street curb um, oh. without too right. much effort the, the this is what, how this is how far gone I was. What did they do? How what did they do that helped you in any way? Like I said, the NG tube and the IV steroid therapy. Um, of course, they strongly recommended surgery, but at that time we didn't even have insurance. At this time, we we, yeah. we were so broke. I mean, I was I was trying to figure things out to like you know apply for disability um, and stuff, but that took time, mm-hmm. and you know, to find a, to find a way that way. But no, it was the NG tube. Um, like I said, very uncomfortable. It, um, I had that on for days, um, just, you know, draining everything out. And anybody who has had Crohn's disease for a long time probably knows what an NG tube is. And it's, it's, it's not fun. It's, 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 it's downright horrible. Um, yeah. Sounds and, terrible. And then, and then, and then the <laughs> IV steroids. I've never uh, heard of that before, but it sounds terrible and I, I mean it's, it's I don't it's a it's it's a natural way of doing things you know it's not it's not drugs it's um but you can't eat um you're on IV you know fluids to keep your nutrition up all the time and it, it just how, I I always hated it <laughs> how does that help with the restricted intestine it, though at all well it, it gets it gets everything out that's blocked up and it allows um it, it I think it does something about like re it basically gives the intestines kind of like a reset a little bit. And, and okay. then with the IV steroids just relaxes them. I, I, like I said, it, don't, no. don't ask me the medical details. I'm not a medical doctor, but it, 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 <laughs> okay. it did the trick. And so, so coming off of that, 
um, and then it, like I said, recovering from several months, and then talking with Dr. Snow after this and telling him about, oh, look what I look what we discovered. And I remember one of the first things Dr. Snow said, he's like, I told him like, well, I got severe amount of scar tissue in my intestine, and it's causing blockages. And he's like, well, that explains why the first month didn't 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 work. do anything. <laughs> That's why it didn't work. And I I realized that. Um, like I said in the last podcast, that I was the small percentage of person that most likely this protocol wasn't going to be 100% effective for. I, I, I knew that very much early on that I was in a really bad situation, but I did it anyway. And the reason why I did it anyway was because this is it. It is my belief that this is one of the only protocol systems that can heal you and uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and I wasn't going to walk away from this Um, even being broke no money no the the only direction I had was uh, from Dr. Snow himself Um, and there were times over the years I would tell him that, okay, I have this much money. What is the most important supplement or supplements that I can get and take? And I would take them at limited amounts um, and not the full amount he can recommend because I just, I just couldn't afford it. And so it, if I would call it healing, it started out very, very slow, but I was mm-hmm. determined. I didn't, I didn't care. I'm like, if, if, if this kills me, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to absolutely just try what have I got to lose? I've, I'm already going to be doing surgery anyway. Let's see. And, and this is one thing that I was, I was advised to, you know, tell my doctors, I'm like, look, I can, I can, I can always, you know, do this surgery. Um, but I like to try and keep my intestines if I can, I, I like to try to do something to keep my intestines, you know, if I have as much time as I possibly can. Sure. So, jumping from 2012, um, continuing into, of course, um, 2013, created the forum, and I explained a little bit why in the last podcast, and basically, uh, this is one way I wanted to share my process, good or bad, I wanted people to know about it, and as a filmmaker, I also did video journal entries of the process. Uh-huh. Started starting in 2012 as well. Um, the the supplement taking, how I was feeling, uh, hospital visits, colonoscopies, uh, mm-hmm. just just the whole nine yards um, to document as best as possible uh, this journey. And they're still stored away in in, in my video vault, uh, wanting to come out. Um, eventually, it'll become a documentary. You still have that that as a goal that you want to do with it? Yes. There's nothing right now. There's no date planned on getting started with it just because my hands are full. But uh, eventually, and I I have people telling me, like, when when is that going to, when are you going to do that? And it's coming. It's coming. It's just uh, um, it it needs to be, you know, planned out because I'm not, I I, I still need to figure out how to approach it. But it, it is there. So. So 2012 failed, but realized 
why the failure was there was because the situation was wor way worse than I thought. Hey, can I ask and you a question about the forum? Yes. I've, I've always kind of wondered this, like, so you set up a forum on Facebook. Mm -hmm. how, how do other people find out about it and come and find you? Is that something Snow would tell people or? No. It's just word of mouth somehow or? Because you don't know who the other patients are and stuff. Right. So how did you start networking with people with the same interest and everything? How did that happen? I just posted things on the forum. I didn't really outside advertise it. Mm -hmm. um, the name itself, um, because uh, I mean, it's called the GI Cure, GI Cure Protocol Forum now, but before it was called uh, the Dr. Snow uh, Past, Present, Future Patients Forum. And so just with Dr. Snow's name, if um, people you know would probably do a Google search, they probably find that you know as as a private group and, and then link on to it. It took a good um, year or so to have um, more than than a few dozen people. Um, and after a couple of people that had good results were telling word of mouth other people, then then it started to grow and continued to grow you know o over time. Um, until eventually we have uh, the group that we have today, which so, is like yeah, a couple thousand now, right? If I remember right, a little, little, little over a thousand. Little oh, over little a thousand. over a thousand, yeah. which is a large which, group. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that at the very least, um, people get to know that there's something else out there, and there and there's people actually doing it and getting results from it, and that that was one of the main goals. Uh, for it but like when it came to figuring out how to uh, help myself how to heal myself there were certain things uh, scar tissue is really really tricky to fix even even through dr snow's uh, protocol or even through the gi cure protocol um you have to be really committed and also understand and prepare for the fact that you might be getting surgery anyway. Um, so that's what we did from 2012 until 2016, uh, was taking um, supplements as, as best as I can. Um, one certain supplement uh, called Wobe Enzymes, and I think there's a supplement or two that um, almost do the same thing that would basically melt the uh, the scar tissue at a microscopic level it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of patience and when i mean a lot of time i'm talking years i'm i'm talking years and wow. i had i had a lot of scar tissue to begin with so um eventually just like okay let's let's get started doing this what um say that again what kind of enzyme is that it's called wobe enzymes um i'll, I'll spell it here w-o-b E-N-Z-Y-M-E-S. And this is something okay. I've talked about openly on the forum before yeah. as well. Okay. Um, like, like I said, uh, it's expensive stuff. And um, again, consult first uh, before uh, getting anything. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody or recommend for anybody else. This is just, this is just what I've done. Sure. Um, but first surgery I got, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to mention one notable thing that happened in between that time, which was my this aha, this does work moment. Because 
it it always worked uh, from the very beginning in my mind it this always worked logically um, and scientifically you do you do just a little bit of research and understand these ingredients and um, and how everything functions on paper it should work e eventually um, going going at it long enough and I know I mean for me th thank goodness I just my, my main issue mainly was was Crohn's disease was just um, the uh, degeneration of my intestines I understand that some people have other uh, illnesses or other things going on thank goodness primarily this is all I had um, so like I said it, uh, different different plans for different people that's so optimistic but, of you to say that this is all I have <laughs> <laughs> it's like thank God. It's like that, that would be that. Sometimes that was that was that was that was a joke when when uh, like I'd have doctors uh, in hospitals evaluating me and being like, so um, so what 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 do you have? I'm just just Crohn's disease, and that's enough. That's it. That's <laughs> I, all. I don't need I don't need anything else. Yeah. Uh, but um, it it came with uh, colostrum. I've had, or I had acid reflux uh, nearly all the time I had Crohn's disease. This is something I didn't mention, but um, it, eating tomatoes or, or, you know, acidic stuff, um, I would always have, like, just the, the burning esophagus um, problem um, along with Crohn's disease. I just uh, would associate it with uh, Crohn's disease as, as just being part of it, but it was an acid reflux problem. And this and th this is something I encourage for people to do when it comes to taking responsibility um, for uh, healing your illness. Don't rely on just instructions from a protocol, a doctor, or a physician. Think for yourself, and mm -hmm. you know, based on facts, and try things out because you never know what can uh, turn the tide. And so. I just was thinking like, okay, I have these colostrum, you know, pow these colostrum powders in a capsule. Because mm -hmm. um, at the time, that's what I was taking. And I swallow them and then the capsule melts like in my stomach and then, you know, expands in my intestines and, and does and, and do their thing. And I thought to myself, wait a second, what if I just unscrew this capsule and mix this powder in milk and just take it in my mouth directly, what would happen? So the first time I did this, the most amazing feeling, and this was a couple of years into the protocol too. It's like, finally, Ryan, wake up, you know, sudden, you know, moment of inspiration, <laughs> finally figure this out. And it felt like my throat and esophagus was just being coated by a film of of mucosa really it, it just it was the most unique feeling i know not everybody you know has the same experience but for me uh, this this is what happened and i'm just like this is incredible i just i just did this and now i understand how the colostrum activates you know in, in a damaged intestine it it coats it it that that's what it's supposed to do and Within a week of taking colostrum raw, uh, just I, I I would use like almond milk, just you know mix it in and, and drink it. I had no more acid reflux, and wow. it's been it's been several years now, and I can count on my hand. Um, actually, 
less um, in my hand. Uh, the um, how many times I have like slight acid reflux problems yearly, B- barely none. Wow, barely none. And that wasn't even with a probiotic or anything, just colostrum and it, it was, almond it was milk. Just, it, was, it was just the colostrum. Man, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's very interesting. It's so neat that you could do that and feel it. You know, because right. you don't know what's happening down in your lower intestine, right? When right. you take these pills, you're hoping this is happening. But I think that's pretty inspiring to go, yeah, I could feel this going down and encoding my esophagus that's pretty cool it was my first moment like i said to really understand this works it it, Uh it can work and it motivated me to keep on uh, going and trying to save what i could of of the damaged intestines i i had so now jumping to 2016 when i had my first surgery and it was it was an ileostomy uh, surgery to where um, I had the majority of my large intestine removed, and ended up with, for six months having a temporary ostomy, and um, then I got reconnected. Now leading up to that, and and some people that might listen to this who are on the forum might know already some some of this story, but there's something that I didn't explain entirely the reasons why I had to get this uh, surgery done I was I was working with a gastroenterologist at this time to where he was he wasn't like I early on when it came to dealing with medical professionals um, I let them know very very clearly and in detail that I was working with Dr. Snow Um, I'm not recommending to do this this is just what I did Um, (laughs) and so uh, um, uh, between me and him no disrespect um, against this doctor, and I have tremendous respect for, especially for nurses, for, for nurses and um, just everybody involved um, in the staff of hospitals. The majority of the time, they they do their jobs uh, so so excellent, and. Uh, I, I'm so thankful for them and uh, for them being there because they tend to know more than what the doctors <laughs> know uh, usually uh, in, in these situations. So it, kudos, kudos to them. Any, any most most nurses that I've worked with um, in the past, uh, just m- much love. Um, much uh, they deserve a lot more recognition than what they get. Uh, absolutely. Um, but working with uh, my doctor and. Wanting the fact that I wanted to see the results of the scar tissue disappearing and and, and melting away, um, I would get colonoscopies as often as I could. Really? And so and and yes. Wow. Because um, I want I wanted actual photographic evidence that this was doing something that 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 it that it was healing. Something. And were you satisfied with what you were seeing or not? There was a lot of damage especially in my large intestine yeah um, that that's how I know that there was like a little um, like just basically millimeter diameter narrowing um, in the upper part of my large intestine because that's as far as the scope my, would go right the, that's I mean, as far could... as the scope could go he couldn't go any farther so he's like I have no idea what's really on the other side as aside from you know having CT scan information of it uh-huh. Um 
but as far as accurate information what was going on on the side just we had really no idea at that time but I would say for people who want to do this who want to get like photographic evidence by all means try but be very careful when it comes to colonoscopies especially when it comes to doctors taking biopsies because this is the one thing that um, was was trouble uh, for me and I had requested uh, for this gastroenterologist to limit or just not do biopsies whatsoever because uh, he would do a lot of biopsies and biopsies basically is making an, a small incision in the intestinal wall and for a normal healthy intestine <laughs> that's fine but you do yeah. that with an intestine that's diseased and inflamed and uh, forest fire you know starting out and it's something that like this is a huge and I, I know anybody on the medical side would probably debate me on this and just just say oh you know he doesn't know what he's talking about but it's my body. It's like I, 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 I can see the signs. So, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt, um, if you will. But um, I would have an uh, inflamed reaction um, after a colonoscopy when this would happen. So I would request to my uh, gastroenterologist, um, please, I do not want any biopsies. Mm -hmm. And if you do, maybe just uh, just one or two and, and limit it at that. Um, I don't, I don't want a lot. And what are they um, doing, Ryan? Are they, they're looking for, col uh, cancer, colon cancer. What are they biopsying yeah, for? The, the, yeah. Um, th that's, and, and those are the things that I would usually allow. And that only takes just, you know, uh, just one or two. Okay. Uh, biopsies very, very limited. Unfortunately, my, my gastroenterologist at that time, I've been through a few. <laughs> I've been through a few doctors. Just thought that like the one like the procedure before that I only meant it for that procedure and not the not the procedure that we uh, currently do. And so he actually ended up taking a lot of biopsies, especially in the area of the small narrowing that it was in. And on asking him after, he couldn't even tell me how how much biopsies he took. So we took way too many. He took a lot. And I was actually, um, and, and I'm sorry, backtracking even more. Um, from 2012 to 2016, for the most part, I would be going to the hospital like every three, four months because um, I would have, you know, I might eat, eat, a, eat something that I shouldn't be eaten um, with, with my diet. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I'd have a reaction. There was actually times when I had C. diff, which is not fun. Um, I, w I went to the hospital a few times for that. And, and so getting treated for that and getting treated for blockages. So I was usually in the hospital and stayed in the hospital for like a few days to a week for nearly the majority of the time in, in, in those years, uh, three, three to four months was, was just, you know, and I wanted, I mean, I was being pressured uh, to get the surgery done, but I'd always use, you know, the same argument, you know, if I, I want, I have my intestines complete, I'd like to keep them if I can. And I want these, uh, this, this protocol, the, these, these Wob enzymes and among other things to, to see if they work. And so it was, and it was really hard. It was really hard to maintain any type of lifestyle at that time. It, and it was it was really hard uh, for my wife and family just 
not knowing it's like okay you know will this be the time that he ends up having a severe perforation or injury so i mean it it was a huge risk yeah to 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 do this and and but i recognize that i mean like look i understand this is a risk but it's a risk i i'm willing to take and and i mean during this time and shameless self-promotion this is when i started uh, working on my stop motion uh, through um, Tales of Ahala. If any, if you, if anybody listened to the last podcast, right? Um, you know, I, I do filmmaking, and what I, what I originally wanted to do was um, be, be outside working with, you know, people to make live, uh, like short films, and and eventually make my own uh, feature films, and that that's what I wanted to go for. And unfortunately, it was hard for me to get out of the house and just travel or, or, or go to the grocery store or just do normal things, let alone, you know, being on a, a, a shoot uh, for, you know, for forever and long it, it needed. So I needed to change my goals on that because I, I still wanted to try and build up my skills. And so I'm just like, well, I ha- I, there's this old discontinued game called HeroScape. Um, painted miniatures already and and have terrain buildable terrain that looks good um i can get like a a used dslr and just start animating and just learn stop motion um a lot a lot of a lot of great filmmakers directors uh, started with stop motion and so i just thought you know what i'm gonna do this it's it's cheap it's easy i don't have to feed these miniatures um if if i have to you know stop and go to the hospital for uh you know days at a time they're just going to stay put on the table and wait till i come back and um i can take my time with it and so that's what i did had had a lot of um good friends and family uh, help volunteer for voice acting and if any of them are listening now you all who you, you all know who you are and thank you <laughs> so much for uh being a support uh for me during, back then and and even now right and yes I think even uh, for the listeners that are hearing this, yeah, you were doing some stop motion and this is, but I think from my conversations with you and how important this was to you, this is really giving you purpose in your life, wasn't it? I mean, it was one of the reasons when things are so bad, you still had this. You still had something that you needed to do each day. And don't you think that's an important part of keeping the hope alive is right. is having something like that? As, aside from, you know, um, having, having um, the best wife in the world and having <laughs> family and friends who support me, I needed to have some type of purpose, um, mm-hmm. something that wouldn't have me just idle and just be cooped up in my house all day in pain you know still in a lot a lot of excruciating pain that would literally just freeze your body but i i wanted something to live for um for for my for my own goals and and personal ways to build myself exactly and so this was something i could take my time on um even going to the hospital what i would do is i would take um, my heavy laptop with me and with headphones and edit uh, music, sound, or voiceovers. Um, so I, I would take my work with me, and 
and just be doing uh, that a lot. So it was it it was a thing that um, I honestly think that 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 kept me alive uh, through through a lot of it. it. Really did. Yeah, I can. I just knowing you know our conversations outside of this. I really do think that played a big role. And I look right. at my son and his job, how important it was to him. I think the easy thing would be to go, oh, I can't, I can't do anything now. I, I, you know, my dreams that I had. Right. I can't do that now. But it, it takes a special person and I, to, to turn it around and go, this is my talent. I get to develop what I've got. And I just wonder what could we tell our listeners that are struggling with that right now so they can right. get some inspiration go, yeah, I, I got to keep trying here. Exactly. Look what it's, Ryan it, did. It's easy to feel. <laughs> he sat in his basement doing stop motion. <laughs> I mean, he, he just well, kept going, right? And it it's part of this me being stubborn. I mean, it can right. work as a negative. It can work as a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and a lot of times, a lot of what I was planning and doing ended up being very overwhelming. Like, uh, you know, can I can I actually do this? But um, I just told myself, you know what? Uh, e- even if I, you know, God forbid, die, I, I'm going to still do what I love and try to complete it um, to the best of my ability. Because um, I don't want, if I would eventually, you know, have kids, I don't want my kids to look at me and 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 think. Oh, he just decided to quit. He decided to quit on trying to to help mm-hmm. himself, and he and he and decided to quit on what he wanted to do. It's uh. It's it's one of those things that, um, I, I personally don't care how the world looks at me and how I do things, but it matters to me that there's an example, uh, for for people to see uh, someone, you know, not give up and, and make adjustments. And uh, I mean, goals and dreams are always adjusted to, uh, to your circumstances in life. And mm-hmm. sometimes you find it comes out better than uh, what you, uh, what you imagined. It just, it's, it's, it's always staying true to your purpose. And sometimes people feel like, well, I don't even have a purpose, Ryan. Find it. Yeah. If you're still if you're still breathing, you have a purpose. Find it, pursue it, and live it. That's something I I say. That's that's that that's my quote. That's how I sign off on my uh, live streams. Now is is um is the same. Find it, pursue it, live it. And so, so over the course of these years, and getting back into <laughs> the medical part because <laughs> um, I, I don't want to dive too much into that because I know that that's that's not the main point I mean this this is really just a side issue but I encourage anybody watch those shows those, those are those are a lot of fun um, a lot of a lot of fun to make and um, I always say because I I've had a few interviews um, from from different uh, content creators about the show and I always make it a case to talk about uh, my my dealings with Crohn's disease and um, the the reason starting this uh, this series was the fact that I just I wanted to do something I wanted to uh, yeah. stay active so uh, prior to like I said prior to this 2016 surgery um, 
I had a, I had a colonoscopy about uh, about a month or so, a month and a half before. And even though I, I did say that, um, like I said, there were there were a period of years to where I was in the hospital every three to four months. There was actually uh, before that time a good period of about six to seven months to where I wasn't in the hospital at all. I was actually feeling okay, even though I knew there was still a lot of damage in there. Everything was actually fairly calm. Yeah. Um, in comparison, um, so, so something was was working in there. So, uh, getting this colonoscopy, um, my doctor, when when he went in. Um, basically disregarded the fact that I said a previous colonoscopy, let's not do any biopsies. And unfortunately, I did not remind him to not do that. And all these biopsies were done and set off a huge inf inflammation. And the reason why I blame it on these biopsies, because for several months before, um, everything was calm. Uh, I had no trigger, you know, issues. Um, and the only... Thing that I could I could think that would trigger it, and coincidentally, I mean, happened right after this colonoscopy was it was this this case of just where everything just started getting inflamed, and it was way worse than it had ever been, and my weight dropped within a matter of weeks. I was in the hospital once, a few weeks after, um, tried doing some IV therapy to calm things down. But it, a few days after being discharged, it just was back again. And again, I was slowly dying. I recognized the signs um, like like in 2012. Uh -huh. um, my, I mean, I was almost literally skin and bones. And again, I had to swallow my pride and realize that, okay, I got I to gotta do the surgery. I knew that there might come a point that I would have to make a decision between a surgery or death and this it came it came to this point and it was practically emergency surgery um, but the good news was that the years previous we had already been preparing this with other supplements um, just in case that this type of thing were to happen so and like I said I, I'm trying to go through all this stuff as fast as possible. I know I know it's hard not to, but uh, this surgery, um, they were expecting, uh, talking with uh, my, the surgeon, talking to my wife, expected that they were going to move a major part of my large intestine and a lot of my small intestine as well, based off of CT scans in the past showing a lot of damage. And I was thinking it's probably just going to be even worse than, than, what it was, uh, than what it was before. And so a lot of removal, ostomy bag, and you're going to probably be in the hospital for two weeks or longer. But this is the miracle that happened. None of my small intestine was removed because, and the way the surgeon described it to my wife, it looks like a newborn baby's intestine, the small intestine. Amazing. Like a newborn baby's intestine. And so all they removed was just the ileum part that it was connected to, and there was there was still major damage in, in my large intestine. It, it was it was going to take a lot more time to to save that, and it just wasn't going to be possible uh, anymore. So so there was a portion of that removed, and then of course you know I was given the ostomy and then reconnected later. 
within, I believe it was five days, my, my recovery was so rapid um, after that surgery that within five days they were saying, hey, do you want to go home? Wow. I, and I'm just like, give me just one more day, you know, to, to um, recover. But I mean, I, I was outputting within like, uh, like, I, th- I think they said it take, took a few, it would take a few days to output. I was outputting, um, I, had, I had the surgery done at night. I was outputting the morning after. That is fast. And I even had nurses tell me, Ryan, we had, we never see someone recover as rapidly as you do. But for me, it wasn't too much of a surprise because I was preparing for it. And I was, I was doing everything within the protocol that needed to be done for this type of thing to happen. So it was, so again, this was a failure, but it was also a success. That must have been very validating for you to know that your efforts that you put in were paying off. Paying off. I mean, I had I had to lose something, of course. Um, yeah. But we always knew that that was probably going to happen. Like I like I said again, the small percentage where um, I wasn't going to be fully healed. But you know what? I was going to uh, fight my darndest to to try and do as much as I possibly could do. So here we are, 2016. Spent the summer with the ostomy bag hated it it was uh <laughs> it was just it was something i'm just like okay reconnect me and then i live the rest of my life you know just uh just with less intestine mm-hmm. but still being able to you know function well and i did that for like after being reconnected um end of 2016 um for about a year through 2017 um i was i was okay i was uh, feeling well uh, we were able to travel a little bit and not too much worry. Um, I uh, got, after after a long amount of time, I got a little job. Um, my wife got pregnant <laughs> with, with our, with our uh, son, our only son at this time. Um, and it seemed to be going well. But then um, little things started to happen. And not to get too uh, graphic a description, um, uh, I just started having loose uh, discharges um, mm-hmm. out the back end. Let's just put it that way. And it was little at first, and then over the course of a few years, um, it just got worse and worse and worse um, until eventually uh, I couldn't control anything. I was having incontinence issues. I had to wear a diaper and was just trying to figure out what was going on. It wasn't until last fall that I finally realized, oh, it was scar tissue build up again in the rectum and it's like well good to know i wish i would have known that a few years before <laughs> i could have probably done something about it um were you and during so, yeah. all this time still continuing to take supplements or were you just like well i've had this surgery and... yes okay and what were you taking supplements for just general gut health or were you specifically working on something yeah it was it was mostly just ma- maintenance uh, mm-hmm. protocol stuff Okay. If I had known that it was scar, it was like scar tissue buildup um, again, and I should have read the signs, but woulda, shoulda, coulda. And uh, last fall, I was I was again in real bad way again. Failure number three. 
And this one, this one kind of, again, I recognize the signs that um, I was deteriorating and I, and this time it was like, okay, permanent ostomy now. Mm -hmm. And it took me about a week to come to terms with that. Um, I could have, I could have endured and, and would have, uh, you know, tried the whole Wob enzymes thing. Um, but now with, with my son, and and my wife it would have been way too risky um knowing the responsibilities i had for my family uh, that i decided to to just to get the surgery uh done this time um it was an unfortunate thing but uh, that's that's what i had to do uh, you said that you made that decision over a period of about a week right um that seems like a really after fighting this for such a long time fighting the doctors and and really advocating for yourself for such a long time and but yet knowing this is reality i I mean i like how you're balancing this all out but can you talk more about what that week was like and maybe somebody else that's going through this like what advice would you give them that when they're facing this difficult choice i don't right. i don't i can't imagine being in your shoes there right well understanding that failure i i say failure but failure really isn't failure unless you quit unless you give up entirely if you don't if you don't learn from it failure is actually a great thing because it's the time in which we learn course correct adjust and move on Sometimes that takes a lot of effort, I, and sometimes it's very hard, but still doable. And for me, it was it was mostly the struggle of just just the ostomy itself too, because I I hated it. <laughs> In 2016, yeah. when I had it for a short amount of time, I was just like, uh, I don't I don't want to do this. So it was coming to terms with the fact that uh, I wouldn't be able to do um, like some things physically would just be totally out of my realm of, Mm -hmm. of doing things. And as much as I know there's a lot of ostomy advocates out there and those with permanent ostomies and not trying to, you know, dismiss them or, or or downgrade their causes. I think they're great causes. There are ostomy advocates out there. Well, those that have them. Oh, you know, know, That, that, that I would say that you know the people that have ostomy just you know share their lives as um, you know having permanent ostomies and it being a wonderful thing and, and that I life goes and, on. I disagree. Yeah, and life goes on. Right. It has to go. Well, on. I mean, that I get that. I just uh, yeah. Okay. When well, you said there were advocates of it, I'm like, yeah. I don't know okay. if that maybe that's not maybe that's not the best word. Sometimes my words get mixed up but they're like survivors I, 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 that's how i exactly. look at it like oh yeah ostomy survivors you know and they're, that they're absolutely. continuing to live a life which is good no 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 yeah. and it's 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 great um and like i said i'm not trying to uh downgrade their anything but um it, it in all it, it isn't just uh, a bed of roses and you do have limitations as much as they say, oh, your life is going to be just as normal as it was before. No, no, it's not. 
um, you do you do have to recognize you do have to recognize the reality and and to take care of yourself um, with this. But that being said, I was already in a bad state anyway. I wasn't. I was already not able to do things anyway. So you know, this this is the trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when it comes to surgery as well, uh, you always have a risk of dying under the knife. That's something that isn't usually talked about, but that's one thing as like a family with 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 my wife that we um, had to recognize and deal with, and especially this last fall, I uh, I do live streams, I pre-record live streams uh, because my, the internet in the rural area that I'm currently living in is is awful, <laughs> so so I have to. Uh, pre-record my stuff and I pre-recorded a farewell message just in case and I had it on a dead man switch um, if I didn't make it home to turn it off then it would it would release um, release out and that was a difficult thing to do uh, but I know there were some things that needed to be said just in case um, you don't you don't make it out of it and because I mean the risk was you know, maybe like one out of a thousand or, or whatever the number is, but mm-hmm. there was, there was always still that chance. So, um, but it, it was something very necessary. Um, so when it comes, so when it comes to facing these situations and I don't know of too many people, um, especially, um, undergoing the GI care protocol, protocol, most, most of the people are, are, that are doing it are those that, don't have the damage that I have mm-hmm. um, and those that do eventually just just give up quick because like they don't see the results I would say what else is there mm. you know what you know what is anyone else offering you I would rather have 50% of a success than 0% anywhere else because uh, medical community ain't gonna heal you I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things um, good about going the medical side, don't get me wrong, but it's not a long-term solution. It helps you short-term. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second, because I think mm-hmm. you're saying that the medical community isn't going to heal you. Right. Well, uh, people that don't understand that are probably kind of like, what are you talking about? Of course they will. <laughs> but what you're Drugs really... Don't... What you're drugs really saying, heal. yeah. These, <laughs> drugs take away the pain. <laughs> right. These drugs are really just hiding the symptoms and your body exactly. is continuing to degenerate, right? Exactly. And, and, and so you're not foolish about what you're talking about. You're saying, look, I know that that taking prednisone or, or getting an infusion of a, a biologic isn't really healing me at all. I'm it's living, helping man. It's helping manage yeah. the symptoms. You're symptom and, uh, free, potentially, hopefully. Right. But you're right. not healing anything, and right, you're not reversing yeah. that deterioration. Yeah. And and that's one thing that you need to try and actively um, pursue as much as possible. And like I said, when it comes to um, like if you want to pursue the GI care protocol, um, fine. If you don't want to, uh okay fine but just keep on looking and and trying to find something well i like what Um, you said earlier you were saying you need to take ownership of your own health 
right exactly there could be something else out there um that's better right so far from what i've (laughs) i've looked at and i've tried this is the this is the best thing i've seen so far out there so why not you're gonna spend thousands of dollars medically um, and through other things anyway why not invest in something that um, has has a good chance of making a difference yeah that was my logic too right yeah why not right so and so now i mean coming to uh the the end of this um like i said this is this is a a very um limited version because i could get into a lot more things um dive into a lot more things uh but so where I'm at right now, uh, presently, because we're coming to present time, um, after the surgery last October, which it it hurt. It hurt a lot. It, it was one of the most uh, painful surgeries and, and painful recoveries that, that I've gone through, just the nerve pain, because they did a lot of things um, with removing all that was left of my large intestine. Uh-huh. Um, because just talking with my surgeon... Um, she's like, look, you could have a colostomy, but she's like, I guarantee you within a few years, you'll be back under the knife, just giving you ileostomy anyway. So you might as well just remove it all. And, and it made, it made sense. Medically, it made sense uh, for me to do that. And so I already had the ileostomy scar from 2016 anyway. So I'm like, okay, might as well just put it back. And so the removal of that and uh, everything that that entailed, without getting into any gory details, a lot of nerve pain. I was in the hospital for about a month after the surgery was, was done last year. And it, it's been a, kind of a slow recovery, although I'm recovering well, I'm eating well. The good news is, and the surgeon confirmed this, that my small intestine is great because of what I had already done years before. Can you imagine, can you imagine if my wife didn't discover in 2012 this link to this uh, naturopath doctor um, and me looking into it and contacting him and going through this protocol Mm -hmm. that I would have been able to even heal that much? probably not short of a miracle probably not ryan you i mean in all reality you could have passed away because you would have lost your large intestine and small intestine and all the complications related to that in those eight years between right i mean or 10 years i mean i have I have to give my wife a lot yeah. of a lot of credit. Yeah, you should give if, her a big kiss when she gets home. <laughs> <laughs> if if it wasn't for her, mm-hmm. and and she she hates it when I say this, but um, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be alive today. I think that's for probably certain. very fair to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I think anybody who's listened to this story would be like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm very thankful for her, for the relationship that we have. I tried to encourage her um, in, in her career as much as possible. And and she does um, that for me and she sticks by me and more so than than any um, other person that, I, like I said, I, 
I, I married up. I married up, and, and it's a great thing. Um, being in love with someone um, more than even when, when you first met them. Um, I mean, we're, we're almost... Uh, well, we're, we're over we're almost 13 years married now It'll be 13 years married this year and uh i mean we have our issues um just like i mean and we come from two different cultures because uh she comes from uh, C- central south america and i'm just i'm just your regular uh uh white american guy here um <laughs> and you you wouldn't think it would work but uh we complement each other and in a lot of ways and um, yeah I, I'm very thankful to have her in my life because uh, she and she knows <laughs> she, she knows that um, uh, I, I I couldn't have done it w- without her and I'm, I'm glad she stayed I'm really I mean she never uh, she was she was at the door but she never walked out the door and, and for that I'm I'm very thankful and, and for her for that yeah, it's amazing, amazing story. And mm-hmm. again, thank you so much for opening up your heart, really, to anyone who's listening and talking about stuff that's you know so deep. And uh, you've got an amazing positive attitude through all of it. I, I think any of us who are trying to put ourselves in your shoes just realize. Wow, what would I be doing? How would I get through that? And that desperation is, I know how that feels. That just like, mm-hmm. how will I find a solution? Um, I know we sound like snow cheerleaders here. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like we were saying before, when you find something that works, you want to share it with other people. That's why I've shared it with my hey. friends. Have you shared this with uh your other personal friends have have you come across people that have got you this? have no idea oh yeah okay <laughs> it's funny how many people you start finding them with similar issues right yeah right i and but the majority of people come through it it's it's through the forum um, yeah and now i and i don't want to make it like all these past years that it's like I've arrived. I'm the most positive person of all the time. No, no, I've had my down days. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've had plenty of down days to where um, I needed a hand up, uh, mm-hmm. and that's one reason. Um, oh, here I go. I'm about to cry now. I'm so thankful for uh, the the people in the forum because um, there sometimes have been posts and and people talking that have really pulled me through mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, tough times a lot of people you t- you want to talk about heroes mm-hmm. true heroes in life aren't your sports stars your hollywood uh type uh, figureheads um or people in political power the, the, the real heroes are the people that have been shoved in the dirt in life and they can't run they can't walk all they can do is crawl yeah crawl towards whatever they want to achieve in life and and i see those people in the forum and those are the people that i want to emulate those are the people that um 
I, I look towards as being the real heroes. And, and those are the people that I want my son to eventually recognize and look at. Like, like these are the people that um, didn't give up on themselves, that, that want to uh, continue, you know, with their lives and, and try, try to make a difference in spite of um, the disabilities, the, the, the pain, and those are the people I applaud and, and point toward. Yeah, I've, I've found the same thing in the forum, and I appreciate you kicking off any toxic people. Because <laughs> who well, needs them around? Talk about. I mean, that, who that's needs something them? we can talk about uh, another time, probably. Um, but yeah, having to play referee sometimes, it, it's rare. Don't get me wrong, it, it, it is a rare thing, but... Um, it, it, it can happen and, and well, the purpose is to be positive and be around and encourage other people and I love mm -hmm. that it's been a place where I can do that generally and uh, I found many people I mean just having people comment back and support and if you know if you're struggling with a particular issue someone else has probably been through what you've been through and and may right. be able to give you some advice which is you know, very comforting. So um, personally now coming up to this present time, um, for, for just for people to know where I'm at currently, uh -huh. um, I'm, I'm recovering uh, very well and I'm dealing with the ostomy uh, as, as best I can. My, my weight's good. My inflammation is at zero. It's, wow. it's under zero <laughs> practically. Um, wow. I, I had a I had an appointment with my uh, gastroenterologist uh, just a few days ago, and she was very happy with with the results. And I mean, I'm currently doing infusions of Inflectra, which is like a Remicade um, mm -hmm. type. And I was I was thinking it was going to be a hard sell uh, to try and convince her because I'm on it like every four weeks at high dosages currently. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do some convincing to be like try and wean off this you know go to six or eight weeks and uh and eventually get off it for good and she was practically pushing me she's like well do you want to do six weeks now <laughs> wow and i'm like well we'll save it for the next time let me get let's get the blood work uh done that needs to get done and uh and then and then go from there but yeah so uh, we're, we're in that process now of, of weaning off uh, these drugs because from my perspective I know, like I said, doctors have a different perspective. They think it's the body attacking itself. Um, uh, we think uh, those who um, ha have looked into uh, what what Doctor Snow says um, or what the GI Cure protocol says is that it's a deterioration. It's not a disease. Um, it, you know, coming from antibiotics and mm -hmm. everybody who who like I said, go to GICure.com uh, and 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 discover and find that for yourself if you want to look into that more but um, um, I just don't feel like the drugs are too necessary anymore because of the fact that just the the deterioration is gone and what's left is healthy intestine and, and I'll keep on doing maintenance and matter of fact it's like okay um, no more scar tissue I'll probably be just be taking Wob enzymes as a maintenance uh, check like every like it'd be like a yearly thing, probably. I just I just take a few at a time, just so I don't have problems in the future, um, wow. and and maintain myself that way. And so, like these past few months as well for me, like um, 
I was thinking, okay, where do I go from here? And it's something I'm still like attempting to process um, because there are some things uh, like personally within uh, pop culture, within uh, uh, the realm of, uh, of, of filmmaking and, and storytelling that I'm, I'm very passionate about and that I want to pursue. But there's also, you know, this thing of um, being uh, someone to like speak uh, about uh, my life uh, dealing with Crohn's and still, you know, finding a way to do what I want to do anyway. I, I say, you know, if, as long as it's legal, uh, moral, <laughs> and ethical, uh, pursue it. Uh, mm-hmm. f- find, f- find a way um, to pursue it, um, even if you're in, you know, a, a lot of pain, even, even if you might not be able to do 100%. Um, there's a saying I heard from a speaker a long time ago, winners play hurt. And you're not, and for anybody out there listening, you might think inside and in, in your self-talk saying, like, you're a failure um, because, you know, it's your fault that uh, you have this illness and it could be your own self-talk. It could be people telling you that mm-hmm. um, with, with, with this disease. Understand something. You're not a failure because of this. You do, if, if you're still here, you have a purpose, even if you don't realize it. And I encourage you to find it, pursue it, live it, and let me know about it. So um, I can have, you know, I can have other stories to chalk up uh, people <laughs> like being successes in, in spite of uh, having to deal uh, with this illness because everybody struggles you know whether whether it's through uh, physical illness mental illness sooner or later you're gonna you're gonna have a struggle in your life um be it overwhelming or or not it it happens it's life yep well and ryan i i sure appreciate you putting all of yours out there this mental part this physical and emotional part you just really been open and put it all on the table for us to look at and think about and i love your thoughts that you've shared here at the end about you. you know it's inspiring stuff if if you're struggling i hope people find that inspiration that you're trying to give them uh, maybe you should take up a job as a motivational speaker <laughs> live down by the river that, that's <laughs> I know that. Uh, Chris Farley, what, yeah, what a comedian when he was, wasn't he, though? Yeah. Um, yeah, and a van down by the river. Oh. Uh, Do you have anything yeah. else you want to say here before we end our second session that you really want to um, yes, get well, out? To, 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 to close mm-hmm. uh, with this, um, I just, I just want to mention that uh, one of the things – I hold in high value um, and I've, I've kind of mentioned this before is, is the friendships uh, that I have new and old. Um, there are, there are people probably listening to this um, that I've been involved with uh, in filmmaking or, uh, or working with uh, like health wise or uh, 
or you know the church side of things or just being you know a, a personal friend a communicating and for all you listening out there um, that that know me and that and that you know can consider uh, me a friend and I consider you a friend it is one of the most valuable things uh, that that I hold on to and that that I have in life and it's some that that's one of the main things I hold in value and, and another thing that I hold value is just being a good dad uh, for my son and a good husband for my wife uh, I mean just uh, today I was out in the park with my son and just enjoying time with him and that is a huge victory for me because um, there were a lot of times when wasn't able to do that just wasn't physically able to do that and I like to spend as much time as I can with them and, and I hope I hope in the future that um, like I'm almost 40 and I hope next 40 years of my life um, if, if I'm if I'm blessed to have that long that it will be uh, pain-free and and crone crones free as much as possible only time will tell only time will tell but uh, I'm hopeful I and that's what we should always be is just hopeful for the future yeah absolutely I was just really touched by your comments and thinking about you and your son at the park I in my mind's eye I could see that and I'm so happy that you're in a place where you could do that and you're not in this misery and so that does bring me some happiness to hear that and I am so glad to get to know you better and become one of your friends uh feel like we've really (laughs) grown closer together over these podcasts and Right. I, I look forward to talking to you more in the future and collaborating with you on uh, this stuff and maybe I could be a voice actor on one of your next films <laughs> I so. have I ha- I, Steve <laughs> no 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 in all seriousness though Steve I I I think uh, you know nothing happens by chance and yeah. I think what you're doing through this podcast is a great thing, and it's just it's just another way mm-hmm. to uh, communicate to people uh, out there. And yeah, definitely in the future, I I I, I hope to uh, be back on here to um, to talk again, converse about you know other things that have happened in uh, this time period that we can get into more depth uh, for. And uh, definitely, for sure, uh, collaboration in the future. And I, I was ju- I was just thinking when I was talking about friendships that it's like yeah, you're probably the newest uh, the the newest addition to the, to that list. So and that's great. That's a great thing. It's it a is a great thing. You can never have too many uh, good friends. That's awesome. All right. Well, you know this is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you probably prepared an answer, uh, but do you have gut hope? I'll just say it very simply. I have gut hope. Right. Absolutely. And not just for myself. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always been uh, since working with the GI Cure Protocol. It's always been my hope and motivation 
that that hope can move towards other people and even if it in my mind it is even if it affected just one person then it'd be worth it and it's infected way more than that so those blessings uh, happen and they'll keep on continuing to happen and it's one of the things that i'll continue to work for that's awesome thank you ryan and i look forward to talking to you more in the future and i wish you uh, and your family another 40 or 50 years <laughs> thank you so much steve <laughs> thank you for having me on and right. uh thank you everybody for 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 listening and we'll see you next time thank you